This is Post Credit Brews. I'm John. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And tonight we are back with a new episode. We'll be reviewing The Batman, uh, starring Robert Pattinson and from Matt Reeves, the latest uh, DC film. Not too connected to the DCEU, not really any indication here that it is, and um, very much taking place in its own world. So tonight we'll be getting into the movie. We all really enjoyed it. Um, we'll also be hitting a bit on all the Batman films that have come before. There have been a lot of them. Uh, so we'll definitely get into talking about that and comparing this. Um, and as always, we do have a beer. Um, but it's good to be back recording. Yeah, it's good. You know, a little bit of a relocation. We're down in the in the dungeon now, mm-hmm. back at my house. The acoustics are better. It is, but it feels nice too. It's nice and cool down here. Yeah. So I'm loving the. It's the rare seven degree day in March. Yeah. That we're recording on. It feels great. You know, it, it does feel nice. But it is, it's good to be back in the studio. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Weather's a little nicer yeah, here than it is in Gotham. Oh my God! Yeah. You know, it's a little rainy there. It's, it's always raining in Gotham. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine like Batman trying to operate in Gotham like a sunny day in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> like complete office game. Yeah. Only comes out at night. Yeah, what's new, guys? We haven't talked since we uh, last time we were together. We were doing Zoom. We d- yeah, we d- we did a quick Zoom. I mean, we did the Spider Man in person, but then we did a quick like "Don't Look Up" and "Tick Tick Boom" episode over Zoom. But yeah, I mean, we're back in person now. It's looking a little brighter. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, in some regards, I mean, mm-hmm. there's. <laughs> It, there's not much really positive going on right now in the world, and you yeah. know, with the stuff over in Ukraine and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that's this is not the time or place to talk about that. It's, it's just yeah. it's scary what's going on over there, though. Yeah, it's it's you know it's tough to shut off the news sometimes, but I just think all this was because all this bad stuff in the world is because of a gorilla dying in in Cincinnati. Harambe. Yeah. What? Cursed the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. They I'm were sure he was for him. Yeah, I'm sure he was hoping they would have won. What? Uh, is there any kind of Harambe-like figure in Gotham? Well, I was gonna say, who's that Flash villain? Doesn't Flash have like an ape villain or something? Oh, Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. From the uh, I remember watching it in, in the Flash TV show on the CW. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He was in the cartoons, the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, I remember seeing him in there. I don't, yeah, but I, I, you did a good point up front, John, where you said, you know, this is pretty separate from everything else the DC EU has done. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any. They've been pretty clear that it's set on its own. Yeah, I mean, will they stick to that? I don't know, but in this movie, at least they do. Hmm. Yeah, and, and we'll get into it a little more. I mean, I think there are some of those little like sprinklings of. Uh, you know, you can kind of see them setting stuff up for, like, the shows that they're going to do. So, like, right. Penguin and... I mean, you know, when we saw the movie, they were still doing that Gotham City PD. But now it's, like, an Arkham Asylum show. I know we kind of talked about that off air. But... <laughs> Sorry, I was I got a notification on my phone from my bank. I, just, I went and got gas and beer before I we started recording. Mm-hmm. $45 for gas to fill up my tank. Oof. Yeah. That's insane. That's <laughs> it was forty dollars for me the other day. Yeah, it's high. Oh my god! Yeah, I've never seen it this high before. Yeah. <laughs> also, and just off a of random news, um, due to Tom Brady unretired from the NFL, saw that. Yeah, and someone bought his last 
touchdown football mm-hmm. for like five hundred thousand dollars at a uh, auction. Holy chips! Stun <laughs> them. Yeah, it's a good me. Imagine being that guy. I would be pretty upset. Tom Brady should like, just give him the money for it. Yeah, I was wondering. I I feel like he's probably not that kind of guy that would reach out to him. Probably not. <laughs> it is it is um free agency day for the NFL That's true. and MLB for the first time since yeah. the lockout's over. Since the Phillies made a good move today, Schwarber. Yeah, I'm all right. I, I kind of wanted Chris Bryant and Castellanos, but you know beggars can't be choosers. I'm a little upset though with the Odubel Herrera signing though. Yeah, that seems to be a big. People aren't happy about Stop. it. Well, he has that whole like domestic violence thing, yeah. and then the next. So that was like, oh, so we're gonna start free agency with signing a wife beater, mm-hmm. and then they sign a relief pitcher, and then right after they signed them, Philadelphia Inquirer came up with an article saying that he was suspended in 2016 for like multiple games for. Domestic violence. Like, yeah. Jeez. So now, we were talking about this off the air, but they, now the whole Deshaun Watson thing, like, do you really want to bring that guy in for the Eagles? Yeah, because that's picking up some steam right now, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. free agency, so, you know, every rumor is going to be made. Mm-hmm. There's been nothing, like, concrete that, like, he's tied or met with the Eagles, but a lot of people are predicting because there's been no news, that's why something will come out. They're trying to be quiet about it. But right. Yeah. I hope not. I don't want him here. Yeah, I I wanted to get a veteran wide receiver like an Allen Robinson type. Yeah, I agree. Jarvis Landry got cut. Maybe he'd be good. Julio Jones just got cut. Like a couple of options out there, but I mean, I, I I've always said I don't think Jalen Hurts is the guy. At least I I I think he deserves one more year to try to prove himself. But I'm not trading like multiple first round picks to go get a quarterback. And I hope they don't take a quarterback in the draft. No. Well, you never know with the weasel. It's true. Oh boy, and Sixers Harden. I think we all think we all like that trade. Yeah, it's been. Uh, yeah, this is our first episode since we got him. Yeah, yeah. I went right to the bar when I heard the news. We celebrated. <laughs> That's good celebration. I mean, do you think he? Uh, you think he's been playing well recently? Struggling a little bit, but the yeah. whole team's been struggling. Yeah, the bench is the problem. Because the stars get there and they get you this big lead, and as we're watching right now, they're down yeah, by four now. Right. Yeah, but keep scoring. I got took the over. <laughs> it was like two seventeen. We're at like one seventy nine right now. We'll get there. How do we get from all this to the Batman? I don't. I mean, I guess we got to introduce the beer, right? I think Bruce Bruce throws on some parlays. I think. Oh, I I, I think Pen- I bet maybe- Bruce Wayne's a habitual Penguin. gambler. Penguin maybe more likely. I was going to say Penguin. I mean, honestly, maybe that's why we didn't see Alfred as much in the movie. Because he was just, like, gambling at the casinos in Gotham. Think Am- you, know? <laughs> you think Alfred has a gambling problem? He might. <laughs> Who is having that conversation? I guess we got that there. If, any, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Holy starting chance. to act like Howard Ratner. <laughs> Penguin coming in with the props. <laughs> yeah penguin definitely is a gambling problem i would agree with that oh well okay who wants to uh, yeah looks like the beer we have tonight is from the langhorn brewing company aptly titled dave david it is a wheat beer coming in at 4.8 percent alcohol 
Um, and I, I am digging this can. It's a nice, simple blue and pale color scheme. And I'm excited to have this one. I know you've had it for a bit, Dave. I think I like this is scheme. our favorite beer we've had so far. Ew, no, David. Not even, I haven't even tried it yet. All right. So we should just crack it open and see what we think. Yeah. I, I, I Whoa. <laughs> now nah, that's going to explode now. I just dropped it. <laughs> no, I, I got this... For when we were going to record in November, then you know we all got a little busy. But mm-hmm. this is gonna be like my birthday beer. Yeah, I saw it. I'm like, hey, that's awesome. I do want to try Langhorn. I haven't been there. Me neither. Okay, so post credit beer crack. Cheers. Wake up while it's cold, ladies. Yeah, there we go. Same. Tastes like a wheat beer. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a nice finish to it. Nice, clean, crisp finish. This tastes a lot like one of the wheat beers at uh, Crooked Eye. Yeah, and not just the name. That is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Nice and clean. I it's like light. it. light. Very yeah. light. Yeah. So, Dave, like, simultaneously with, like, what are the similarities between this beer and yourself? Only the very best with just the right amount of dirty. Ew, no, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we... So it looks like Langhorns had this one for a bit. Mm-hmm. So they were posting stuff about it um, September 2020. Oh, wow. So this has probably been like a staple for them. Looks like they have a, they have a Belgian IPA, an Oktoberfest lager. Is there a story behind it? A wheat beer with lemon. That's probably pretty good, a lemon shandy. Mm. I don't see any story about this one. It's weird. I mean, I I drive by Langhorn Brewing a lot to get to work when I take back roads, and it never looks like it's open. Like, even if I'm driving home, like, it's... I don't know if they just have weird hours. Is it in one of those, like, industrial parks? No, it's just on a road. Like, it's just... Uh Yeah, it's... Like, big sign and everything? Not really a big sign. It, it's not big. It just kind of lo- it looks like it almost like it would be like a pizza place. Oh, okay. But it's okay. yeah. Does that do they do food? I don't know. It looks like they might have from some oh, cool. of their pictures. Yeah. They had like a pretzel and stuff. Yeah. I've always wanted to try it. it was, yeah. You know, I don't mean to take away from Langhorn, but shout out to Ambler Brewing Company. We were there for your birthday. That's right. And yeah. I think they just closed up shop recently. But that yeah. they had some pretty good beers there too. Were we there for my birthday? Yeah, I don't know. I was so drunk. Oh, <laughs> uh, we know. <laughs> we were at Tui's after you remember that? No, we def- we didn't go to Tui's. <laughs> I know you really you upset the bartender though when you were leaving that that brewery though. Tui's or Ambler? Oh, Ambler. That's a shame. Because we had brought pizza in, and she said you guys got to throw that, and you you pushed it off the off the high top that we had it on. I didn't do that. Yeah, your sister was like, yeah, we got to go now. Oh. Goodness. You spanked the one bartender, too. No. Stop. stop. Let's, I'm trying to be vulnerable here, and you guys are... Second Sin uh, Brewing is one that I was at recently. That was really good. Oh, yeah? Where's that at? Me and James tried it. I don't know exactly where it was. It was in one of those, like, industrial parks. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But they had some really good stuff. I liked it there. Yeah. Well, me and Allison keep going on well-crafted, because that's going to be the brewery that goes in for um, Ambler. Okay. So we keep checking to see like when that's going to open up. We we don't have like an official date, but like we're we're excited to go back there. It's a good. Well, when we were there, they had a bunch of brews they... from the other yeah 
Um, I was there maybe two or three weeks before your birthday, and then we went back. So a lot of the beers that Ambler had, they took off. But I liked a lot when Am- when Ambler mm-hmm. had. But I liked what I got that night too. It was like a darker beer. Definitely. We'll have to yeah. throw both Langhorn and and this new one on the um, the summer brew tour when we yeah. start doing. Our, I, I want to get out to the breweries now, and now things are fully open again. Mm-hmm. I want to get back. I want to get. Out, I want to talk to the people. Yeah. Well, we went to. We've gone to Moss Mill a couple times this year. Yeah, Moss Mill's nice. Yeah, yeah that's a good spot. That'd be a good spot for the summer too. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think a staple at most of these breweries is, like, a, a wheat beer like this. Um, I usually go for one of these. This is going down surprisingly way too easy. And, like John mentioned, weighing in at 4.8% alcohol. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's a little, just right there with a the Bud Light or your, your basic domestic beer. It's around there with this. It's got a, it, has yeah. a, it has a crisp aftertaste, though. I don't mm-hmm. know if one of you guys had mentioned that before, yeah, but, yeah. I yeah, I like it. That's what I'm saying. It's... Yeah, this is Bud Light's four point two, so yeah. pretty close. I'm telling you, Crooked Eye is a beer. It tastes just like this. It's yeah. I've been a big fan of the cream ales when I've been going out to mm-hmm. breweries. They've been good. The one at Artifact's really good. It's the collaboration with um, Crooked Eye. Okay. Yeah. So all the money from both of them, I think they both have it on tap, goes mm-hmm. to this foundation for this fireman that he got stunned by a bee. He was 26. I heard about that. Yeah. And now he's got sent home on hospice. Oh. Yeah, it was a police officer. What was it? A fireman or a police officer, something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. A very sad That's story. A shame. Yeah. That's great. I remember my dad, and he got, was alerted to Was. He was going to his, he got stung and was walking to his car and collapsed in the middle of the street. He was delivering mail. Yeah. It's, I imagine it's not fun getting stung by a wasp. Yeah. Uh, well, our grading scale for the beers we do on the podcast, five is amazing. Really good beer, and one tastes like dishwater. So, where would you guys rank Dave? I'm giving it a four. Yeah. Four? Okay. I yeah. think I'd go four and a half. I like this mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. But uh, I think I'm going to give this a six. Six. Okay. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. <laughs> I think that's a that's a first for this. Yeah, so. I, I I mean, and you're not biased. No, I'm not biased at all. I don't think I will ever give out a six again. Wow. Okay. So, what I have to ask is uh, the Iceberg Lounge. Isn't that Penguin's place? Yes. Yeah. Are they serving this there? I think there if was... I had anything to say with it, of course. Yeah. There was an Easter egg in the movie. Someone was drinking like a Croydon is burning, like in the side. Uh, Croydon is burning, and supposedly if you look really deep, I think a winter warmer is in there. Jesus Christ. Like, it's supposed to be. It's like death's row. Yeah. Honestly, I think I'd rather drink the winter warmer than the Croydon is burning. I didn't think it was yeah. that bad. You say, the so you say winter in the po- warmer. You say in the podcast Croydon that burning. Croydon is burning tasted like drinking a bag and strip. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, no, David. I just touched you where my mind was. <laughs> I was lost in the sauce. But no, Langhor Brewing Company. If you ever needed a a model or a spokesperson for this beer, Dave, I I would I will offer my services to you. Dave's your guy. <laughs> yeah we'll give him a shout out too on the when we do the post for oh this. sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like we always say uh drink responsibly don't drink and drive yeah especially with Patson's batman he will not tolerate it out there especially in the streets of gotham no yeah his i mean you get that car chase with penguin that's why he was going after penguin and that's the one thing i love about movies now especially with social media because right after a movie comes out, you see trends and memes about it. Mm-hmm. So I've been seeing a lot of stuff on TikTok about, like, 
oh, you, you litter in Gotham, and you just see like the the well, for one, the music in the movie was incredible, oh. but the scores mm-hmm. it would be like you would hear that music it and just like, a car theme. revving and like or someone walking into the shadows. Yeah, like it, it's it's funny. Yeah, it's good. Um, you can do some you can do some funny stuff with it, and yeah, I mean, like you're saying, you can do some you know, I guess PSAs with it too at some point. <laughs> but let's just get right into the the Batman. Overall impression, what do you guys think of this movie? So my thoughts on this movie, and it didn't really dawn on me until afterward, was when I would watch the trailers for it, when I would watch like the commercials, my immediate reaction was, I mean, this is going to be just like the animated series, this is going to be just like the Arkham games. And then leaving the movie, and even just like sitting and watching the movie, like, it was its own thing. Like it was, I mean, it, it drew inspiration from a lot of different things, but like, like we haven't seen a Batman like this. And this is, this is one of the cooler renditions of him that we, Oh yeah. I completely agree with that. My um, my initial reaction was, this feels like an Arkham game. mm -hmm. Like from beginning to end, it just felt like just, you're doing like a whole storyline of, of a game. And Mm -hmm. it was cool. The movie opened up, you see a crime happen. Yeah. And it's just Batman trying to solve, and that's the whole movie is him just trying to solve that crime. Yeah, and it was so basic, and it, and for a three-hour movie, it did it very, very well. And that's a good point too, because if you break it down, it's like yeah, you have those main plots, those main like missions where like he's going to the Iceberg Lounge with Penguin, he's trying to do things with Riddler, um, you know, Catwoman, and then you have those side missions, yeah, where he's beating up those thugs in the the subway. Yeah, right? he's doing like, these side missions to. Yeah to get clues to help with the bigger mm-hmm. crime. And it, it was really well done, I thought. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of ironic, too, because all the stuff with the Riddler in the Arkham games was stuff you could skip. Like, if you wanted to do it, you could, but, like, you didn't need to. Yeah, you I just, always like, hated the Riddler stuff. I always hated the Riddler stuff in I never games. did it. I don't think I ever... You never had to do... I mean, if you were crawling through a vent, like, you would find, like, a question mark, and you'd be able to take that, and he would give his little spiel, but... But would you yeah. really, like, do anything with them? Or was it just... I would just have like seventy. I have like two hundred eighty-five, and I'm like, you I'm not gonna collect find them. them. I never like did anything with them, mm-hmm. but like, there was always a lot of other things to do in the game. And it was like, so you would beat the story mode, but you would still only be like seventy percent through the game. So like, there's all this stuff you still could mm-hmm. do, which was cool if you you know if you wanted to go back and do that. Yeah, yeah. I remember they'd always team up with um, with Cat, and you would like have to step on like a block, and then a section would fall apart and she would have to jump on someone to raise it back up and you had to like do these obstacles to get to a certain thing. Mm-hmm. That That's what all the other things were. Especially it was in Arkham Knight was the last game. Yeah. Which I think was the best out of all of them. I played Asylum and I played City. I never, I, I played a little bit of Knight but I never like beat it. Yeah. I never played Origins but I watched the, all the cutscenes mm-hmm. as a full video on YouTube. To see. Yeah. Asylum was great, though. Asylum's fun. City's fun. Um, I was going to ask, what what did you think of the the movie, John? Yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was a very just well done, just movie. I mean, you know, you don't even really need to talk about it as a comic book movie. Not that that's you can talk about all the content as its own thing, but this just felt like a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just in and of itself, from the score to the cinematography, the scope of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, three hours is a long time, but this movie never felt really mm-hmm. to me like it dragged or anything. It, 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 mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say too, John. I mean, Matt Reeves, like I think he, 
he was a great choice to direct this movie. I mean, I think it was exciting when he hopped on. And I, I don't know if people remember, but like there was a lot of, you know, originally Ben Affleck was supposed to direct this. Then he dropped out, but he was still attached to star as Batman when Matt Reeves right. was announced. And then maybe like a couple years later, he completely dropped out and then Pattinson got cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nicholas Holt was also in the running. It was like both him and Pattinson were like the, the yeah. two that they I were on. I think Army Hammer was in it too. Involved. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's like Robert Pattinson, I think by like summer 2019 was cast. Well, I will say if Army Hammer got this role, they would have completely redone the movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie wouldn't have come out. <laughs> uh, anyway, but no, yeah, and, and Matt Reeves famous for, uh, you know, the the Cloverfield. I forget he did Cloverfield a lot. Uh, yeah. I don't um, like Cloverfield. I don't like the nah, first one. No, I don't either. Yeah. I don't think it's I think it's so, overrated. I, the second one's way way better. Yeah, yeah. But he worked with uh JJ Abrams on Felicity, I believe, and uh mm-hmm. and then he did uh the the Apes, the the last two Apes movies. I think it's really so, it's so easy to forget he d- he didn't do the first one, but honestly, yeah. like I mean, I need to watch them all again. I think I've probably seen the first one the most, but mm-hmm. I think the other ones are, are better. The other ones are better. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very good director, and he was a great choice for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, great. I mean, Reeves was good. I mean, Dave, you pointed out. I mean, this is uh, – this Michael Giacchino score for this was awesome. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. Yeah, and I, I think we're kind of used to some of those, like, throwaway scores in, like, Marvel movies and other comic book movies. But, like, yeah. I think this is the first, like, since the, the Tim Burton Batman movies. Well – Kind of the in the Nolan ones too. We get a, a Batman score. You recognize the music, but this is like a one of like the few like definitive like themes for Batman. I feel. Yeah, there's like a few Marvel scores I can pick out, and a lot of that's probably just for me being such a fan of those movies. But yeah, I mean, this score is like a next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's becoming a great. I mean, he's going to go down as like a great mm-hmm. composer. You brought yeah. up like Hans Zimmer. I think so, and John Williams for sure. Yeah, he's up there. I mean, there's he's some done, other good ones. The only other composer yeah. I can think of right now that's he's definitely not on Michael Giacchino's level. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay, um, but Ludwig Göransson's pretty good, also. Yeah, he was like Black Panther, right? Black Panther. Yeah. He just did the score for Turning Red. Right. Imagine him doing like Mando. doing the score for like, just a completely out of place. Like movie or film or show, like what what would it be, and how funny would you laugh at it? I, I mean, he's a big franchise guy. Like, I'm I'm trying to think of like what what he would do the score for. I don't know. Arthur, Arthur, yeah. <laughs> just like you see, like the and Arthur making like the fist and just like that 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 the sco- Batman score, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but didn't that didn't that add a whole another effect though? Like the whole like opening where it's like. You don't even see Batman yet, and he's just pretty much giving that narration of, like, I mean, the city is, like, scared of me, like this. And it just builds up, and then it finally, like, hits when you see it. It was so cool. Well, that's the thing. Score adds so much to a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I mean, there's definitely clips and stuff on YouTube you can watch where people take the score out of just any movie. It's not how important it is to all of them, not just something like this. But, I mean, they're so memorable when they're they're done really well. Mm -hmm. And for nothing... Nirvana, something in the way, fit perfectly mm-hmm. with what this style yeah. of Batman Pattinson was trying to portray. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's crazy to think that, 
like I mean we got that first trailer about like a year and a half ago and that was such a prominent role in that like first like teaser trailer something in the way to play I feel like a lot of times you see those trailers and they're just kind of like throwaway songs but like I mean we got a couple needle drops of that mm-hmm. a few times in the yeah the trailers at the beginning were very forgettable I was like oh, okay he's just doing a Batman movie it's whatever and I think for the most from because it kept getting pushed back yeah the production yeah. I think Kobe had a lot to do with that mm-hmm. Something about Pattinson was like not staying in shape for mm. for. What I think he, he got COVID. I think too. Really? Yeah, I think he. Had oh, that's COVID. right. I think that yeah. was a big part of this. It. Like, there were rumors. This started filming like bare, like just as like 2020 right. started. So they didn't get much done before the pandemic. Yeah, but as the trailers got as closer and closer that it came, I was really really more excited for this. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, trailers always do that, and they're they're designed to do that. Yeah. I, I was gonna, maybe this is a good segue too. I was going to say with the last, the final trailer that we got, um, it was very heavy on Batman and it was heavy on Catwoman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the closer you get to the movie and the more promotional stuff you do, you know, I'm sure when they do like screenings and stuff, you, you know, they, they see what hits with the audience. And I would say, I mean, the, the relationship between Batman and Catwoman was pretty strong in this movie. Um, definitely one of the highlights that they showed a lot in the trailer i thought Kevin was one of the standouts mm-hmm. she was good but and, and i mean you know more importantly like what did we think of of pattinson as batman he is above ben affleck for me right now i have to do another watching of it mm-hmm. but yeah i'm like well ben affleck didn't really have an introduction yeah it, it's it's tough like for a, me to throw him in like the loop of like the Keatons and the um, Bales and the, you know, all there's like cool stuff they did with him. Like, I don't think he was a bad Batman, but yeah, it's just such odd. Like we didn't really get to see him be Batman. Like yeah. he was in a movie with Superman and then he was on the thing with the justice league. Yeah. And, but he had some good, I keep, I like the scene in the beginning of Batman v Superman where it's the wreck of the city with general Zod, but from his that's perspective, cool. I like that was that. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, but, such a cool idea, just, like, on paper alone. Yeah. But I, I think when you talk about him, you have to bring that up. Is like, you're you're being introduced to this Batman in a world where, like, there's aliens and the Justice League and, and parademons and stuff. Versus, like, what you get with Bale and, and Pattinson, where you get a more, like, grounded Batman and, mm-hmm. and universe. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. It, it Just like Ben Affleck's Batman, this one really didn't need the showing of... Martha and Thomas Wayne getting killed. Did you guys think that the opening of the movie was a spin on what was going to happen to the Waynes? Like that was Thomas Wayne like, watching the TV and and someone killing him uh, that way? I, I kind of was thinking that at first. Yeah, I, I, I had a quick thought. Yeah, I had seen one or two, and I think that was probably intentional to make you, you know. Um, I had seen something that said like they don't do, like a reviewer had said they don't retread on their death, but... Mm-hmm. I think they found the movie found a good way to kind of yeah because you see Riddler spawning from across the street and you see the family the kid mm-hmm. I'm like, are they are they doing this with the Waynes this is how they're gonna do this yeah yeah it's Batman and Spider Man we don't need to see their origins yeah. again on screen but I thought that was a good combo to see like sort of the parallels between like Bruce sort of looking at this child that lost his you know that lost his parents and then yeah because yeah. the mom died too did she or was it just the kid? Or maybe just the dad? In that scene? Yeah. I think it was just the dad. Just the dad, okay. But then it's yeah. like, you can tell that this is something that 
Bruce and Batman, you know, Bruce Batman is familiar with because mm-hmm. he has that. He just looks at the kid. Yeah. And then Alfred can tell too because he mm-hmm. can see. Yeah. Through that that tech he that he see. has. But no, I mean, I thought he was great. I mean, we we get mostly Batman in this. We don't get a lot of Bruce. Which I'm very excited because I really do think maybe more than the other. You know, there, there's certainly some really good character development done with Bale's Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do think there's going to be a real arc to Pattinson's character. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of where he starts in this movie and where he finishes the dialogue there at the end, you can kind of tell. So I'm excited to see where they take this. I think a big criticism I saw is that there's not a lot of Bruce Wayne in this movie, which mm-hmm. there's not. But I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of enjoyed everything that I saw as Batman, and I thought the script and the story really justified why you get so much Batman in this. Mm-hmm. And there's that dialogue at the end where he says, you know, I'm starting to think this is not what the city needs. So he's probably going to come out more as Bruce Wayne. And yeah. there's even the mayor who tells him mm-hmm. that in the one scene where it's hard to find you. I can't track you down. You don't do anything. You could be doing more. Right. Yeah. Um. No, for sure. I mean, I think that, yeah, I, I think in sequels we're going to get a little more Bruce. Um, and, you know, I mean, we, we also highlighted, you know, some of the other standouts. I mean, you know, I, I think Pattinson's great. Uh, Zoe Kravitz as, as Selena Kyle I thought was a really good part in this movie yeah. too. Very good chemistry between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I liked it too because it felt like she was – I, I don't know. I, I mean, when you think of Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, I felt like she was kind of, you know, she had this confidence in her, whereas, like, with this version of Catwoman, like, you could tell she was confident, but she was still kind of new to the role. They gave her a human element. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they definitely humanized her mm-hmm. in a way. Because that's the thing, is, like, Catwoman, like, she's not, it's, like, she is a friend also, but at times she's also kind of a foe, and I feel like the movie walked a good line of that with her, where, like, She's willing to cross lines that Batman won't cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when they were on that, um, on like the roof, and she kicks the guy off. Right. Yeah. That was my biggest complaint with Anne Hathaway's. She was just there. She was kind of like a sidekick. Just like, kind of really, showed up. Yeah. She she didn't really do anything. Um, you know that really warranted. Yeah. At least with this one, he relied on her to get intel. Like I really like the scenes where mm-hmm. he the, the the coolest tech too the. The contacts, the contacts that were that yeah. were cameras, and she went into yeah, the club like for him. Mm-hmm. So like you, like it, it made her more useful in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that wasn't the only thing she was doing. You know, like he had the thing that he was trying to get out of that club. She already had the thing that she was in the club for. You know, mm-hmm. so it wasn't just that she was just in that role. I thought that was good too. Because he could easily just like like put in her place. Hey, like. Stop what you're doing, because I think. Wait, did he catch her stealing? Uh, what did he catch her? I forget. Yeah, they were in like the rich guy's house, and she was trying to steal something. Right. Then they then they were coming in, and yeah, they had escape. Yeah. And I mean, I, I I guess the big three, you know, we can talk about with this movie is, you know, you have Batman, Catwoman, and then Riddler. So what do we, what do we think of Paul Dano's Riddler? Awesome. He was amazing. I'm going to just keep my eye on the Sixers game. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> Commercial. I thought it was a very good interpretation and a realistic one of the character. Mm-hmm. I think Riddler could so easily fall into camp. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes there's there's actors that can kind of sell it. I think say what you will with Jim Carrey's Riddler and Batman Forever, but 
I mean, it's not it's not terrible. Is mm-hmm. it the best Batman villain? No, but you know he does a serviceable job, and that's an interpretation of Riddler that's yeah. I think totally justified. But I really liked what they did here, and, and Paul Dano did a good job. I mean, I didn't like the attire that much. I thought it was a little out of place. Yeah. I mean, I I think they veered toward the end of going like a camp, not necessarily like a campy Riddler, but I think in in movies moving forward, like I don't think he's gonna have that like mask and. You know, trying to disguise himself with the goggles and the, like I was saying, mask. But um, I do think, yeah, I mean, I, I was a little so-and-so on it. Like, I thought he did well in the role. But, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't like the outfit too much. He kind of reminded me of Carly from The Falcon the Winter Soldier as, like, that cult leader. Okay. Yeah. And especially toward the end of the movie where you see him with his viewers on his blog and his mm-hmm. social yeah. media and all that stuff yeah yeah i got that kind of vibe bringing what were they called again in falcon winter soldier what were they man called? i was flag just saying smashers. flag smashers that's right flag smashers oh, they could have come up with something better <laughs> but um yeah it was a different take on the riddler i mean i like paul dano a lot i think he's a great actor i will say um, though i think the best interpretation of the riddler you know i, don't, you, I know you stopped watching it Gotham. Oh, right. I never, yeah, I never got to Riddler. Edward Nigma was working for Gotham PD, and it was just like that, the pushover guy, hey, get this done, mm. and he's he's just jokingly trying to do riddles, trying to be social. He's socially awkward. Was it like a campy Riddler, or like, no, what he, was it? but he just like, just a nerdy guy and just snapped. I mean, I can, Jim Carrey was an insane nerd. This guy was just like a socially awkward nerd. Yeah. I mean, that was like peak Jim Carrey, I guess, when he was Riddler. Like, yeah. I, I get it, and I get... Mm-hmm. He makes sense for what they wanted to do for that character in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Dana is pretty good. I mean, he... I feel like I need to see some more of his movies. He hams it up a little bit, I think, towards the end. For sure, yeah. But that's kind of become a staple for him. Yeah, yeah. I just want my motherfucking pet. That's good. How much you win? $101. That's good. Riddler's happy. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No, <laughs> but that yeah. I mean, sometimes I felt like that was a little over the top toward the end. And if if I will say one thing, it was once Riddler got unmasked, I did think the movie. I think there was at least like ten to fifteen minutes that you could have like trimmed a little bit at that point. I was getting a little restless. Oh wait, no, this is going to overtime. I think. Yeah, it looks like there's still like eight or six seconds. Like it's point three. No, there's like a, I think it's point eight zero eight point three. Dude, I'm going to take away from my airway. I, I got to check and see if I won this bet, though. That's, that's, that's some cheddar. All right. Tobias and Evelyn Mobley, we've got 10. Maxie got 15. And B got 20. Garland got 20. Harden got 20. Did James Harden get a three? James Harden got a three. Did Terrace get a three? Terrace got three threes. Philly win. Is to over 219? Oh, yeah, baby. I just won $111. Holy chips. That's good. That's good. You know, I mean, Paul Dano hams it up a little bit at the end. I think his riddles could have been better. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I think... They're like, know, they're like third grader ones. I, I mean, I, get a little creative, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think in future ones, we're going to get yeah him a little... Like, doing those classic. Like duct taping a bomb to someone's stomach and bush them, making them drive through a church. I mean, come on, that's like amateur hour. <laughs> so if we 
you know, you had brought up the show Gotham, Dave, and I remember, you know, I, I really kind of jumped off that. I, I didn't really watch it that much. I watched the first, like, four. One episode, as I've famously talked about, Spirit of the Goat. Episode four of season one, and I remember Probably. that's when you stopped. But you, yeah. you, but, uh, you really should give it a shot, though. It's on yeah. Netflix now. It, it's really, it's really good. You know who else I really did not? I liked him in this movie, but I really did not like in Gotham. Penguin. I thought he was, he was a very over the top character. I thought we got very, very little Penguin in this movie. I was very upset about that. I, but I mean, also keep in mind, like we're we're, we're getting, getting a, show. a show for him. And I think in future movies he's going to be a big, a big villain. And I, I liked Colin Farrell as Penguin. I thought he was good. Yeah, so I unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah. So I, well, I think this franchise is really teaming up with HBO with a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. the Penguin shows obviously going to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. Is Gotham PD going to be? Is this Commissioner Gordon going to be in that? So they. <sighs> Pretty quickly after Batman, I mean, honestly, maybe like a couple days after it, there was an announcement that like they switched. So Gotham City PD was being turned into like an Arkham show instead. I heard that, and that that is so, really exciting. I think that's cool. So yeah. it's like the it's like the Ben Affleck movie turned into a series, which I if you go back a couple or anything with DC, I've said that would have been amazing as a show. A cool movie. I mean, I think that was Affleck's movie. I mean, he was going to write the Batman, too, and direct it. And I think it was supposed to be, like, significantly set in Arkham Asylum. Did they confirm a sequel to this? I haven't I heard anything. I don't know if that one's been announced yeah. yet. I'm I'm sure sure I showed you, like, I, I was hearing, like, from credible sources that, like, Anya Taylor-Joy was being rumored to be talked about for Harley Quinn. You were telling me about that, yeah. Brian Cranston, maybe, for Mr. Freeze. I know they want to do Mr. Freeze for the... They were already yeah. another one. Matt mm-hmm. Reeves has said he's interested in he that, said. right? And John brought up a great point. I mean, he texted this to us, but he was saying how, like, the, you know, the flood at the end of the movie. Like, a villain's coming. Like, that's, like, straight out of Marvel's, com- you know, Marvel's I was thinking, wheelhouse. I was thinking <laughs> Poison Ivy. Like, it, it fucks up with all of her plants. Maybe. And I, she gets upset. Something. Poison Ivy. John mentioned Freeze. I mean, I know Matt Reeves has talked about wanting to do Mr. Freeze real badly. Probably probably will never happen, but because of, rightfully so, her getting canceled. But Amber Heard would have been a good Poison Ivy. Amber Heard. She's Mara. I mean, she's showing up in the next Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She will be, though. I don't disagree yeah, with that. Yeah, she'll be good. Um, I mean, it, Uma Thurman back. It's, June, June Squibb. June Squibb is Two-Face. <laughs> I, uh, doesn't Two-Face was something I'm talking about. Maybe we get McConaughey as Two-Face finally. They're, they're going to do Two-Face. Yeah. Sar- Sarsgaard's We're, character in this was a DA. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, for for a while, I was thinking he was going to be Harvey Dent. Yeah. Like, I, I, I did think for think, a while. Yeah. Um, He'd be good as it. Yeah. I mean, but let's, you know, I mean, we're talking about the villains. You know, I, I think in terms of DC heroes, Batman has the best villains. But there were a lot of side characters in this, too. I I really liked Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. I thought that was a good... Oh, he was great. A good uh-huh. Gordon. Um, I really liked... He's, mm-hmm. he's probably in this more than any other Gordon in any of the movies. He's and in it a lot. Yeah. I, the dynamic that him and Batman had was great. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. No, and I mean, they were like allies. Like, it was... I right. feel like in a lot of other renditions, it was like you either saw... Gordon saw him as a bad guy or is like very reluctant to go to him for help. I mean, they're almost like working as partners in this movie. I kind of 
goes to my next point i think what i love so much i mean this movie let batman be a detective like that, that mm-hmm. was great to see yeah that's a big a lot of people I've, I've heard people like bringing up that point that this is like the first like detective batman we've gotten in a while and they subtly i did that this really good too they subtly showed the pain that he was feeling from his parents being killed through the kid whose mm-hmm. parents were killed yeah for the crime yeah. he's trying to solve mm-hmm. Like you see them make the connection at the, the funeral. Parallels. Yeah, right. When he sees him on the TV, you just mm-hmm. like his whole demeanor just changes. Changes. Yeah, because he's like this cold-hearted vigilante, and then you see a little bit of like a salter heart when he when he sees that kid. He's able to empathize with. Mm-hmm. Him. Yeah, and it's that subtlety. Like the movie didn't need to bang you over the head with it. It didn't need to show you. Didn't need that that, that goddamn alleyway and and yeah, the, the pearls, pearls falling to the ground and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, just it's unnecessary. But if they, if they did show that scene, what movie do you think that him and his parents would have been seeing? Oh, uh, Cats, the James Corden Cats. Really? I think if you're taking into consideration time frame, I think Snow Dogs is a possibility. Snow Dogs. So how how old is Bruce in this? Is he supposed to be? He's probably like 29, 28. So he's like our age. Maybe a little. So longer. he would so 10, 13. When the parents passed. Toy Story 2. 10. We're going, we're going, if we're going 10, maybe he was seeing like Spy Kids 3D. Hey, maybe the Sam, maybe Spider-Man. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Leave Extraordinary Gentleman, you know. The Brother, Iron Giant. Brother Bear. <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Crash. Well, I mean, it would make sense. Dude, where's Crash. my dude? Where's my car? I was gonna say. I mean, we can think of some real like stinkers, and then they leave the theater. Early Slappy and the stinkers. Slappy and the stinkers. Slappy and the stinkers. What's the movie with the monkey and Matt LeBlanc? Ed. Ed. Yeah. Uh, Dunstan checks in. Dunstan I remember my, my, our English teacher in high school was obsessed with that movie. She, oh, that in RV with um, uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. She thought RV was like the funniest movie. <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> Oh, anyway. JoJo was in that. Let's think of a, yeah, a really, I mean, I think we named a couple stinkers. And they would leave the theater early. But like, re- like a realistic like movie that they would sing? Oh, I don't know. I think people were saying, like, I guess Batman movies have done it before. It's been like Zorro. Yeah, I've heard about that. So, which, like, yeah. I think Batman was kind of inspired by that character, mm-hmm. so. Was it, I mean, is it established in this that they died leaving, like, a theater? Not like necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Fast seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> Set in Set the future. future. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Tower heist. Tower heist. <laughs> but I, I, I guess what we could could bring up is like I mean Falcone played a pretty big role in We just brought up Tower Heist on a Batman <laughs> review. <laughs> Was Turturro in that? Who's, no, who's Rita? Was. Was he? I don't think Totoro yeah. was in it. Yeah, how can we Rita. connect Tower, Tower Heist? Tower Heist was like Lithgow and Murphy. How can we connect Tower Heist to this podcast? Well, we got to see it for free for getting coffee. Yeah, that's true. Did you hear that story, John? I think so. So Matt went and got coffee at, at the coffee shop on campus when we were in college. They were just like flyers. And like, he grabbed the flyer and he got like free tickets to go see Tower Heist. It was like a, 
it was a preview of before the premiere. Yeah, maybe it was like a couple weeks before yeah, the movie came cool. out. We hit on a couple on one gem now. We saw Bridesmaids in the same kind of way. Yeah, in yeah. a private theater mm-hmm. on campus. Yeah, yeah. Did Millersville have like a theater that you could see movies in, John? No, they would like show movies like in like the like the student like center. Like they would show like a movie a month or like every other week. Yeah, and I think we um, saw Super Eight too, right? Mm-hmm. We saw some. Yeah. There was um there was a pet there was a Penn Cinema up there actually which is where we saw this movie here yeah I really liked going there you had to drive um, but you could take a bus I never took it but there was a Regal not far right and if you wanted to go and see a movie you could take the bus and it would drop you off mm-hmm. there that's cool we were at the the Pearl was our one on, on campus I think it's like a Regal now it's most like an AMC. Au- most awkward viewing experience of my life was seeing forty two. 42 there. The Jackie Robinson movie. Steve the Pirate, right? Yeah we, yeah. we saw that movie, Denzel Washington, Flight. Flight, yeah. And that was funny. Remember the scene when they were pouring the alcohol out in the to- in the, in, down the toilet? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> He's empty in his fridge. But kind of talking into us, talking about all these movies and seeing them in college and stuff, this kind of feeds to my po- next point. Um, this is definitely the best movie-going experience I've had since kind of the set of the p- start of the pandemic. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but I would agree with that. Um, I had a lot of fun with Spider-Man when we saw that, mm-hmm. but this was this was different. I mean, I think th- what I appreciate with this is that, like, yeah, it didn't feel like it was connecting to like a million things, right? And it kind of felt that way too. We waited for a post-credit scene. We didn't get one. I mean, we kind of did, and I wish we didn't stay for that. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of which, I mean, someone slowed it down, and there's a website. If it, yeah, is it real? real quick? It yeah. says something. It's like this is just the beginning. Oh uh, wow! Got, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, this was a this was a cool movie movie experience for sure. What did you guys think of the the subtle hint at the Joker in this? Oh yeah, we got to talk about that. Uh, I didn't like it. Too, I didn't. I didn't like, like it. Soon. I didn't need it. Like, it, yeah. It's hard for me to say. I, I I'm with you. I, I wasn't crazy about it. Um, and I, I, you know, Barry Keegan is the actor. He's a very good actor, and I'm sure that he will be a great Joker. But there's part of me. I mean, especially I think coming off the Joaquin Phoenix film that focused just on that character, I, I really would be okay if we didn't get Joker in this series. That being said, we could see him, and it could to- my mind could totally be changed. It could be, you know, it- he could be the best interpretation of the character for all we know right now. But the scene just kind of felt a little tacked on, and I don't know that I needed it. And yeah. Again, like I'm, you know, Mister Freeze, Two Face, like these are some villains I'm really excited to see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've we've seen Joker quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, especially in the last, you know, ten, fifteen years. Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, Joaquin Phoenixes. I, but I think you can balance the villains in a way where, um, you know, I mean, I think this movie even proved it. Like, you can have Penguin in the movie. You can have, um, you know, Falcone. You can right. have Riddler. And it all works together. Like, Riddler's mm-hmm. the main villain. Like, And I'm almost thinking, like, Joker at this point, like, if they did a sequel, like, I don't need him as the central villain. Right. Like, and you can have him in there. But You saying that, I, d- I definitely don't think, and I think this movie is evidence, I don't think it will be... The next movie, Joker's our villain, and he's the only villain. Like, there's going to be another, you know, you're going to get yeah. Joker and Harvey Dent, or mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze will be the main villain, and Joker will kind of be in there. So it's like, it's not just going to be him, I don't think. Mm-hmm. 
And I get the sense that Reeves is going to do a trilogy. Like, I don't know if that's been confirmed, but I feel like when you get a big director like that, right. like right out the gate, they're like, yeah, we're doing a trilogy. Like, I don't know. I think it's almost expected when you have like these superhero franchises now. And I mm-hmm. think Marvel has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Like before the MCU, like the Fantastic Four were just by themselves. The Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk was just by itself. Yeah. And no one really thought anything of it. Even the Raimi, I mean, Raimi became a trilogy, but. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I would be curious too, and, and this kind of feeds from your point, Dave. Like, can you even pitch a like Warner Brothers a Batman movie at this point or a Batman series without having Joker? I, you know what I'm going to say though, and maybe this is the pivot that they're doing with Arkham Asylum. Like, maybe Joker plays prominently in that show. You know, like maybe we're thinking too much of like he's going to be a main villain in the movie, but like, I mean, they got to do something different. Like, like he must be like maybe he's the mastermind behind like the Asylum breakout. Something, yeah. So it's like he's in the background just doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. But every ep- every episode, he has to put an, a, a villain back into itself, their mm-hmm. cell. Yeah, like a Hannibal Lecter type thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of like, kinda like the game, advice. you know? Yeah. They all break out. You got you to gotta, or get them to PD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just thought of that. And I uh, think yeah. if they're going to go with the way this was laid out, like very like, Greatest Detective Batman. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a great show. But I mean, I I, I don't know if Batman's even gonna be in it. In it, you know, like maybe he'll make a cameo, but I don't like. Do you, or do you think it's like the because his Ben Affleck's version of the movie was he was trapped in asylum with all of them. I'd heard that. I mean, I know it it played prominently, and like Deathstroke was the main it's, villain. I'd rather this Joker set them all free. And he's just in the background for each episode just doing stuff, but it's like, oh, um, Two-Face is out there, and he's like, mm-hmm. right, and he's getting the underground mob back up again, and like, yeah. he's gotta, like, stop that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he's in he's in Arkham, so he's probably gonna be doing some stuff, but... What are the chances John Cena's Peacemaker shows up in it? I think zero. <laughs> <laughs> and they're keeping that separate. I also gotta finish that. So yeah. do I. Yeah. Oh wow, you guys never didn't finish. It's good. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I liked Peacemaker. Um, the last thing I saw is when he realizes what the, um, the butterflies are. Yeah. Okay. Peace. I mean, again, like kind of like Batman. Like Peacemaker really does not. You know, you the, the this the first season doesn't end with a clear indication of like, oh, they're going to do this in the movie or they're mm-hmm. going to do this show. Yeah. Like it, it's a self-contained story, and and I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Cena was great. He's 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 really good. In he's the very show. I mean, and, and the intro we got to talk about the intro for that. Yeah, <laughs> just perfection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess we haven't really talked about that show. So I hope they don't. Um, I hope they don't change and make it like another song for season two. They should keep it. Yeah, I could see him. There's a really good action scene with that song, with the theme song in yeah. the finale. But you know what I was gonna say, and I guess this is a good point for like all of these DC movies that they're doing like HBO Max shows for. Like, when you go back to Suicide Squad, like, like the one, the two guys that are on his team in Peacemaker, it's the girl and, like, the other guy, and they were side characters in Suicide Squad. Um, they didn't have, like, a super big role, but, like, they did a little more than you would expect from just, like, an extra. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even in the Batman, like, you were pointing out, John, like, the mayor is probably going to play prominently in one of these spinoff shows. Right. Um, you know, I mean, there was one like detective cop. You know, when they when they had Batman in the precinct, um, the one 
cop that had like the raspy voice you know Mm -hmm. i guess not anymore but i was expecting him to like come back in gotham city pd and um so i mean it makes you wonder like who is going to come back and who isn't but yeah yeah definitely yeah and like penguin I like. I was gonna say too. Probably those twins. Like we'll probably see them in the Penguin show. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, this those, is like. I bouncers. feel like this is showing that DC's getting a little bit more of a semblance of a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good to see. I feel like three years ago they didn't have that. Two. Years were they ago. the twins in Fargo? I don't think so. I think they were the twins in the Leftovers. That's I think right. They yes, were in the, the leftovers. leftovers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they were drink. They were drinking at the. Um, mm-hmm. In the woods, and they lock Margaret Qualley in the uh, in the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> but did you watch season three of that? I did. It. My dad watched it, like, but he watched it like a year or two after. Okay. The, it was an interesting premise. I just really couldn't get behind it. Season one wasn't good. Season two was very good, and season three was very good. So it it improves on itself. Okay. You just got to give it time. But yeah, Penguin's coming out. This Arkham show. I think that's our prediction, right? Post credit bruise. Joker's gonna play a big role in that, do we think? Or Yeah. Yeah. I have a theory that this guy that's in that's the, supposed to be the Joker mm-hmm. is actually a follower of Arthur Fleck. And that is that something that's in isn't that like a, a trope that's in Gotham too? Wasn't there something in Gotham like he wasn't the Joker but he like It was like was his twin it? brother and Oh uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, little, it, that's a little different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but the way they ended the Joker movie is that he had like these followers and everything. Yeah, and yeah. It's... If we're looking at timelines, um, Bruce Wayne was still alive when all that went down. So maybe He's Fleck is like the the moral inspiration for what the Joker eventually becomes. Yeah. I you know what I'm cool with keeping that separate too. Like even just Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but Yeah, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. I mean that movie made a billion dollars. It's 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 tough to I'm sure it's tough for Warner Brothers. We haven't seen we haven't seen like a there. Batman Joker like like kind of combat fight like we like we've seen in in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Or in like the be- games. Well because he leather died, so mm-hmm. The last thing they filmed with him, he was hanging upside down. That might not have been the end of the movie. Yeah. But even the Dark Knight, like, he's not really, like, having, like, this one-on-one combat fight with him, you know? Yeah. That you would expect. But it's kind of interesting. I mean, with this, we were going to get a lot of DC movies this year, but that's not really the case anymore. Yeah. So getting getting two. Their slate really changed. I think the Flashpoint movie is going to really tone down a lot of what they're going to do. Rumors are that it's going to wipe out everybody. Batman's going to become Batwoman Mm -hmm. and Superman's going to become a black boy. Like it's, it's not not, not, not like a a black, like young, young boy. I think it's like Supergirl is, or no. Okay. Cause yeah, there was a while, like Michael B. Jordan is developing. There's an actress in the flash that's Supergirl. Yeah. the Supergirl. Yeah. Sasha Cali, I think. Like it, it just—it's great, like great for the inclusion, but it just seems forced. I mean, that—that's one way to do it, though, with Flash, right? You know, I mean, my thing is like the flip side is just like DC has not had a plan at all. You know, 
So like if that's if that's their way of getting to a point where it's like this is what we're like doing. Like if they go forward with that, I'm not watching any of it. I, I, I'm just not interested. I will say there's a scene in Peacemaker and like the like I feel like the scene maybe has more context than than it kind of got credence for. Mm-hmm. And James Gunn even came out and said like there were things he had to edit from it. Like he had things in it and Warner Brothers told him to take this out. Oh well. So yeah, you guys will see when you watch it. So like what like in terms of like that's not where we want to take this character or that's not where we want to do with the story. So or... like certain there are cameos in the end of it. Oh uh, okay. And it's he had filmed it with more and they said take this out. Mm. Some of it. Some okay. of it's and it just purely plays for comedic. Mm. But I think if you kind of watch the scene Yeah. And I think the fact that, you know, there was a different version of it I think speaks to Warner Brothers. Who really knows what they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, it's a different, you know, I mean, they, I feel like even with them saying that, like, I still feel like they don't really have, like, as clear of a plan as, like, Marvel does. You know, I, I still can feel like they continue to try to chase after them. But if they can do it with, like, these individual characters, like, just focus on Batman and build that story up, you know, I don't, I don't care what Flash is doing over there. I don't care mm-hmm. what, like, Aquaman's doing. Just yeah. make that enjoyable. Well, that was, that was, what was so great about Marvel and the Avengers? You had all these solo movies, so you you knew what these people could do and mm-hmm. their flaws and their human side. Like you got a full picture of these individual superheroes, and then the whole Avengers movie, which is them teaming up. So you know that Captain America mm-hmm. was very dead serious and yeah. in his tone, and, and his Tony Stark was a bachelor boy, mm-hmm. and yeah. But even the movies that didn't necessarily connect too well with that, so like you're looking at like Incredible Hulk and like how Iron Man two didn't work, it was small compared to where the DCEU is now, and you're sitting there wondering how 2016 Suicide Squad fits into this Gotham City. Well, just imagine watching Endgame and them throwing Evangeline Lilly in there. First time you ever saw, you don't know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. It's like you paid her all this money just to be in the movie for like three minutes. Yeah, I mean, you only had one movie with her, really, as, as like, Wasp. <laughs> like, who, like, who else would know that she was Wasp? There was a lot of characters in that, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see with DC. You know, I mean, I I mean, you were telling me, John, some of those, like, Shazam and Black Adam, you're hearing good things about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there have been some. I still have I mean, not Shazam, seen the first Shazam. Shazam was good. I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely... That's probably a movie from theirs that's in like the top three. Yeah, Batman of Steel, Wonder Woman, some of their best. Mm-hmm. This the Batman, if you want to count it, that's up there too for not, sure. Not Wonder Woman eighty five. <laughs> man, rough. Cheetah spinoff. She didn't die. Did she die at the end of it? I don't think so. No, or CGI. She transforms I mean, back into. I think that CGI was worse. I think that was worse dead. CGI than cats. It was rough at the end. Yeah, it got pretty bad. Like they made the scenes dark when she was on screen because I think they were trying to cover up how bad the CGI was. Mm. So they were fighting in the middle of like a like rainstorm in the middle of the night. Didn't look good. So where where does this sit in terms of uh, like other Batman movies? Like where where do we put this? Uh, Keaton, Bale, Pattinson, Batfleck. Okay. Alright. Clooney, like Clooney and Kilmer? They're not even included. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, I don't. My ranking, I don't know. Like, I think it's tough for me. Like, as far as like ranking the Batman, like where where I want to place Pattinson. I'm sorry, Clooney with with the, with the back card. I just I, I lost out. Don't that. leave home without it. <laughs> Kilmer just wants to get takeout. Don't Drive wait up, for. Alfred. I'll cancel the pizzas. <laughs> That's awful. It, it's tough for me. I feel like I want to see the Batman again to like do a definitive like this is where I would put him. Um, I think they're all different. Like I, 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 I did rewatch the Burton ones recently, and I do. Keaton is actually like a really good Batman. Um, and Bale is good too. Again, I mean, they're all kind of bring their own thing to it. I think Pattinson and ba- and Affleck dove more into the the darker human side of of Batman and incorporated more like Bruce Wayne into it than mm-hmm. Christian Bale did and and Keaton. Yeah, I mean I I definitely think with Affleck there was a lot of anger there, you know. And I think with Pattinson there was just the I don't think he learned how to handle his sadness, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think for me I think Bale's probably my favorite. I think right now, if you made me make a list, I think I'd go Bale, Keaton, Pattinson, Affleck. I don't know why this all just came to my mind. Just the, I always look like the like fan cast like these villains. Wyatt from uh, Ozark as Scarecrow. That's good. That's good casting. Yeah, yeah. Scarecrow is a cool villain. Yeah, I could see them doing Scarecrow too. I could, they're gonna do some of those like kind of like third like second tier like like Clayface. I could see them doing and like Mad Hatter and stuff. There's one him? Zaz. Did you guys ever hear about him? Yeah, they'll, they'll, he'll what's be. The, I bet you he'll be in the show. What's he'll the, be pig, in the Ark What's of the, the pig guy? Show. Pim? Is that his name? Pig guy? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Is yeah, his name Pim? Professor Pim or something? I could see them maybe doing Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange for sure. Yeah. You don't know who he's talking. The, the characters in some of the video games. Like Professor Pig, he he like sews like pigs' faces on oh. onto people, right? Is that what he does? Creepy, yeah, yeah. Oh, do, do you know who played? <laughs> do you know who played Hugo Strange in Gotham? Wasn't B D Wong? B D Wong, right? Yes, <laughs> and he was great. Yeah, he was really good. At <laughs> yeah, he was good. Are they going to do a Spirit of the Goat storyline for a sequel? They're going to tie it in with Razal Gul. There are Batman had some cool villains. Yeah, like, I mean, the Gotham show that they had a one every episode, mm, pretty much. Egghead, it wasn't in that. There was there was a, like a guy had like magic cards. Mm. Oh, the trickster was his name. The trickster was he a villain? I think you might be right. Mark Hamill played him in um, yeah, the CW. Yeah, that sounds familiar. But then, I mean, you know, think of those, like, higher level, like, I think by the time if we get a third one of this, I Killer think we're Croc. definitely... Well, Is it Killer Croc? Killer Croc, yeah. I think we'll definitely get uh, a Two-Face. I think for sure we'll see him. I think a Poison Ivy. Um, I, but I feel, I feel like I'm just naming villains that we've seen before, but it's tough for, like, it's just cool for me to think of, like, how they would do them now, you know? Like, their rendition of, like, Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, all that. Riddler was a villain that I felt like people were asking for for a while. I think he was, like, the MCU's, Spider-Man's version of um, Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, um, 
I mean, if he's saying he wants to do Mr. Freeze, I'm sure he'll find a way to do him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I think you'd be hard-pressed now, though, to get a Batman movie where it's that's the sole villain, like Mr. Freeze. Yeah. I think the way I, I think he would do it is something like Freeze had, like, a refrigeration company, mm-hmm. and that flood ruined it. Mm-hmm. I think or it something. Might, I think it's and gonna he, be something with his wife. Yeah, his, his storyline's very tied with his wife, where like she's sick and then like she dies. And oh, so it's like Sandman. That's, that's like an award-winning, Similar. award-winning yeah. episode of like the animated series. I forget what it's mm-hmm. called. Yeah, I think like Heart of Ice or something. But I could. They're definitely gonna probably tie it to that. But like, they're not gonna be as. Can- I mean, you saw it with this movie. They're not gonna be super. Like, they're probably just gonna call him Victor, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there are some cool possibilities, but um, what do we think? I mean, do we have any anything else we want to kind of bring up for the Batman or any, any closing remarks? I kind of wish they put Penguin on the sidelines for Space Jam. Somebody asked me that. You might have asked me that when we saw that day. <laughs> saw this day. <laughs> I think you did say, was he on the sidelines? <laughs> It was not on the sidelines of Space Jam too. I mean, if they do Space Jam and newer Legacy, we might get. We'll probably get some Batman. Characters. Oh, I know. I want. I know. I want to say before we close out. I thought the action scenes and the fighting in this was awesome. It's a great point. Yeah, one of my great. favorite parts of the movies was was the was the car chase. Yeah, the car chase. Was car great. chase was cool. I mean, I love that one where he's fighting the guy and the shotgun, and it's like. You just see like the flashing lights, and it's just him like fighting. Yeah, I saw an interview, and Matt Reeves said that when he flew through the fire, mm-hmm. that that wasn't CGI. That actually, they actually did that. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, that was cool. That car chase was very cool. And there was a badass scene when he's upside down, he's looking, and you just see Batman mm-hmm. walking toward him. Yeah. Oh, know what I do want to bring up? When at the end, when he's fighting on the rafters. He like sticks himself with this green like thing. Was that established in the movie? I feel like that kind of came out of nowhere. It was just there. I, I'm thinking I you have to like use your imagination. What I think it is, his train with Raj Al Ghul. He has like that. I guess that serum. Mm-hmm. I mean, Batman has to have something in, in his system to. Yeah. There's no, there's no way a guy a human takes that fall and like. Like well that. Does not not get up. Yeah, that's what was cool with the movie. It was like it's year two. Like he's still, still you know, he's new. so hesitant to fly off that building, and even when he does, he still messes up. He falls off. Like I I liked that scene a lot yeah. too because that was good. Like right when he gets to the top and he's like nervous to like jump off. You can right. tell he hasn't done this that much. Yeah. It seemed like the. Did you guys think Alfred was gonna die? I thought he was. I thought for a second. I was going to be like, why would you cast Andy Serkis if you're just going to... Yeah. But I did for a second, and I'm, I'm glad they didn't. Their relationship seemed very cold. Yeah, definitely not what we're used to. I would say that. I think, you know, you're used to this very fatherly... But again, I mean, I think it's all about Batman. I think he's just so enveloped in being Batman, he doesn't recognize the relationships he has mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah. I think when he's in the hospital, too, I think he's... I think you sh- you see that very raw human side of him where you know he is just doesn't know what he's gonna do without him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it. I mean, he's also just like just down to like the. I mean, I felt like there wasn't a lot of a human side there. 
just because I felt like he was, that was when he found out about his parents and he's just like, Alfred, like, why didn't you tell me this? You know, it was pretty, uh, he was a little cold to him there. Just got blown up. You know what I thought was good too? Carmine Falcone was really good. Torturo? Yeah, he he was good in this. And yeah. I'm kind of upset they killed him off. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a, a lower tier Batman villain, I would say, but... I think it's a recurring um, one, though. I think you can get more out of him. Yeah. I mean, he, he played such a big role in his story, though, you know, with with Bruce's parents. I mean, that was a new, kind of a new way to do it, right? And, and Catwoman's also. Yeah. Carmine Falcone was a significant villain in the show Gotham. In Gotham. Okay. Because it was him and Penguin always butting heads. Mm-hmm. And I think his character, I mean... The whole way that they handle him in this, I think, paves the uh, you know a lot for the Penguin series. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he's like the the top guy now, right? Yeah. Penguin. Yeah. You guys got any more final thoughts? It's good getting back in studio again. This was fun. I mean, I think this was a great movie to do an episode on. You know, mm-hmm. oh, for sure. I mean, we tentatively had planned Uncharted, but right. there's not really much we could really say about that. Yeah. But, I, mean, I, I think we could probably put a blog together and we can each get, put a little mm-hmm. snippet of what we thought but yeah. it was it wasn't much to that yeah yes we did see uncharted we we're gonna do a small episode but like dave said didn't really warrant it even the adam project i think we all watched that on netflix at this point and mm-hmm. another maybe a blog yeah. write-up we could do i think that's a good point though i mean i think smaller things like that the adam projects you know uncharted you know things like that like that'll be more of like blog content even if it's just like um, a paragraph, like what we thought of it, mm-hmm. kind of thing. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, Batman, I thought it was really good, refreshing, in mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. There's a lot of elements to the story and the character that we haven't seen in all the years that they've been putting him on the big screen. It felt like a video game. It felt like a true comic, and I think like the. Biggest diehard Batman fans are were extremely happy with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think those are all great points. Um, you know, I'll kind of go back to what I said in the beginning. You know, I, I felt like I just went into this comparing this to Batman in the cartoons, Batman in the video games, and it was just it was its own new thing. And I feel like by the end of the movie, I'm very excited to see what they do with his character. John had pointed out, you know, throughout the movie, he's kind of questioning is what I'm doing good is what I'm doing, helping this city. And, you know, he kind of comes to the realization that maybe what I'm doing now is good. Um, so I think exploring that in future movies will be, will be cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely excited to see where this, they take this franchise and just a very enjoyable, just again, like just a very well-made movie. You know, it's not, I feel like oftentimes we see these and it's a great comic book movie. That's a great comic book movie. But like a lot of the Batman, the Dark Knight movies that came before this or something, you know, like a Logan. I mean, this is definitely something that's a bit unique and kind of steps out of the genre, I think, a bit that it's in. Good points. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always say this as we try to close out our episodes too. Just check out our social media. We're always active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram mostly. If you have any ideas for or suggestions for beers to review, movies to review, shows to review, shoot us a DM. Preferably on Instagram. Is that where you want to do it? Mm-hmm. Instagram, okay. And um, we'll be. We're always looking for for some feedback and 
what we could be doing better. Who's this, this small guy keeps putting in DMs. He wants us to review the last days of Ptolemy Gray on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, that's not happening. Get like a DM like every hour about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll compromise and do that and severance. But he's got to come on though. Yeah. That's a good thing. If you want to be a guest, choose sh- a DM. Yeah. We'd love to have you on as a guest. Absolutely. But with that being said, this has been Post Credit Brews. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See you later. Hey, hey.